0: to Teresa since I'm looking at her to open up with a word of prayer
1: father God in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you for this day Lord God this is a day that you have made we shall rejoice and be glad in it oh God we thank you Lord God that we were able to wake up this morning by with your grace and your mercy we thank you for taking us all through the day Lord taking us in and out to and fro and Back To our several destinations, now, Father, we ask you in the name of Jesus, O oh God, to have your way in this class on tonight, touch our leader, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, O oh God, let the anointing Lord God flow freely on tonight, Lord God, as we dwell into your word and learn more of you in the name of Jesus, O oh God, God, we thank you, we glorify you, we lift you up on tonight, for your name is worthy to be praised, your name is worthy to be worshiped and adored. We just want to say thank you, Lord God, for another day that wasn't promised to us, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, when our eyes opened on this morning, Lord God, Mm. hallelujah, we had another opportunity, Lord God, to get it right, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, oh God, we just thank you once again for you being God and God alone and beside you, there is no other. So Father... As we end this prayer on tonight, Lord God, we ask, Lord God, that you illuminate our minds, Lord mm. God. Keep our minds attentive, Lord God, to what will be said, Lord God, that all information will be retained, Lord God, yes, that God. we'll be able, Lord God, to meditate on your word, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, O God. And for this, we give your name the glory, the honor, and all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.
0: All right, Sister Karen, give us a scripture, and then I'm going into the lesson.
1: I'll give you one that I have from today.
0: All right. It
1: was Mark 11 and 24. Therefore, mm-hmm. I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, Excellent. For the reading of the word. Excellent scripture. That, that talks about miracles. Yes. That's really addressing the issue of miracles. We're dealing with the miracles of Jesus Christ. We're continuing on that path and we finish the first miracle. Anybody remember what the first miracle was? Um, Turning water into wine. Changing water into wine was the first miracle. That's when Jesus first began to get notoriety. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna start at John the fourth chapter today. And we're gonna read 43 through 54. And that's gonna segue us into this next miracle. Each miracle is going to become greater and more pronounced and profound. And it's just how he deals with us. He doesn't give us our best in the beginning, but as we progress in our faith and our knowledge of him, the miracles that are performed in our lives progress as well. So let's go to John 4, 43 through 54. I need a reader. Who's the reader tonight?
2: Tanija, read.
0: I, I saw you blink. Okay,
2: I got it. <laughs> okay. So John 4, um, starting at 43.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, after the two days he departed from... There and went to Galilee for night Bible himself,
0: study, Huh? Go ahead, I'm sorry.
2: That's the right part, right?
0: Yes, you read right. Okay.
2: For Jesus himself testified that a prophet has no honor in his own country. Mm. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans received him, having seen all the things he did in Jerusalem at the feast, for they also had gone to the feast. Mm -hmm. So Jesus came again to to Cana and Galilee where he had made the water wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. When he heard that Jesus had come out of Judea into Galilee, he went to him and implored him to come down and heal his son. Mm -hmm. But he was at the point of death. Then Jesus said to him, unless you people see signs and wonders you will be you will by no means believe Mm. the nobleman said to him sir come down before my child dies jesus said to him go your way your son lives Mm. jesus said to him go your way your son lives so the man Mm. believed the word that jesus spoke to him and he went his way and as he went And as he, and as he was now going down, his servants met him and told him, saying, your son lives. Then he inquired of them the hour when he got better. Mm
0: -hmm. And they
2: said to him yesterday at the seventh hour, that fever left him. So the father knew that it was the same hour in which Jesus said to him, your son lives. Mm -hmm. And he himself believed and the whole household.
0: Mm -hmm. Was that 54?
2: Sorry. Okay, 54. Then again is the second sign Jesus did when he had come out of Judea into Galilee.
0: All right. The second miracle. Okay. The second miracle that we're going to deal with tonight is the healing of the nobleman's son. Okay, to study in detail this miracle of healing of the noble man's son, we will consider first the circumstances for the miracle. The chiding Or the insistence before the miracle. Third, the command in the miracle. Fourth, the confirmation in the miracle. And fifth, the consequence of the miracle. Okay, let's start with the first item, the circumstances for the miracle. In this area, we note three aspects of the circumstances behind this miracle, which will give us the setting and introduction to this miracle. These three aspects of the circumstances are the place of the miracle, where the miracle took place, the problem for the miracle, and the pursuit for the miracle. We know that the place states, uh, and this is right after the first miracle was performed, the water to wine was the beginning of miracles which Jesus performed. John 2 and 1 says Jesus came again into Cana of Galilee, where he made the water into wine. And there was a certain nobleman whose son was sick at Capernaum. The place of the miracle is actually twofold. The towns of Cana of Galilee and Capernaum, which is also of Galilee, were both involved in this miracle. Cana is where the miracle worker was. Capernaum was where the miracle was needed. Okay. Cana was where the miracle worker was and Capernaum was where the miracle was needed. So there was distance between where the miracle would originate and where it was required. Cana was where the help was requested. Capernaum was where the help was required. Cana was where the savior was. Capernaum was where the sick son was. And there's a reason why I'm identifying these two places and distance. Our text reference to Cana, one of the two towns involved in this miracle gives us two lessons. One concerns a literary habit. The other concerns the Lord's habit. One concerns a reminder, and the other concerns a return. First, the literary habit. When John mentions Cana, he reminds us that it was the place where Christ turned water to wine. So he's letting us know in the word that He's going back to the place where he has already been acknowledged as a miracle worker. One of his writing habits is to identify a place. And this is John I'm talking about. His writing style is to identify a place or person by some circumstance or incident. Second, the Lord's habit. So first we talked about the literary or the writer's habit. And now the Lord's habit. When the scripture says he came again, it speaks of the return of the Lord to Cana. Christ was initially invited to Cana for his first visit. It was the wedding. Now he comes back on his own accord, and his return will result in more blessings. So here's the key. He was invited first. Now because he was invited and welcomed, he freely came back of his own accord to perform an even greater work. Why am I saying this? When Christ is invited and wanted into our lives, you can expect and again and again in the matter of blessings. when. He is desired when we desire him in our lives, when we invite him into our lives. He is free to come back in to do a greater work. We need, again, blessings in our life from Christ. But to receive them, we must have a heart that is receptive to Christ. He must be welcomed in our lives continually. And we have to afford the type of life that the Lord is welcome to come at any time. We have to live the life that he is welcome at any time. If we don't live an open life with with God, who knows all of our ups and downs, our rights and wrongs anyway, it's not about being perfect. It's about being open. It's about being available. When Christ is invited and wanted, you can expect again blessings. But to receive them, we've got to have the heart that is receptive. Capernaum, the scripture states, there was a certain nobleman who who had a son that was sick. Capernaum, the other town in the miracle that we're talking about, was where the need for the miracle was. Capernaum was about 15 to 20 miles east and north of Cana. It was located on the north side on the north shore of the Sea of Galilee, where the Jordan River entered the sea. It was where Peter, Andrew, James, and John lived, so we see how the beginning of the fellowship, the apostleship, the discipleship was all about relativity, about being at the right place at the right time. It was a tax collecting center, Capernaum was, and probably the seat of a Roman military post. The healing of the nobleman's son was the first of 11 miracles which Christ performed in Capernaum. Yet in spite of all of the miracles, not many people in that community believed on Christ. Isn't it something that out of the 11 miracles that took place, and I'm talking about the raising of the dead, I'm talking about sight to the blind, with all of those miracles that took place, very few people actually accepted Christ in these great works. This is why Christ says later of Capernaum, and thou Capernaum, which are exalted unto heaven because of all of the miracles that was performed there, thou shall be brought down to hell. He's prophesied to Capernaum. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. Sodom would have not been destroyed if the works, if they saw the works that Capernaum saw. But Jesus says, but I say unto you that it shall be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for thee. Now this is Matthew 11, 23, 24. Why is Jesus condemning Capernaum? Because the more that we are exposed to the power, the more that we're exposed to the person and the presence of God, and we are not moved to do greater works in Him or to draw nearer to Him, then we become twice as liable as those who are not exposed to the great works of Christ. So we who are in the church. If we go to hell from the church, there is the, the hottest place in hell is going to be reserved for us. Wow. Because we are the ones that walked and talked and, 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 and beheld his glory and, and saw the miracles and and heard the testimonies. So if we come up short, then our, the coals that are heaped on our head are gonna be much greater than those who did not see the works that we saw. So knowing how gross the wickedness of Sodom was, this anathema, and anathema is a personal thing, a curse to damnation and destruction. This anathema is really condemning of Capernaum also the anathema instructs us that judgment is according to privilege. Remember that. Judgment is according to privilege. The greater the privilege, the greater the responsibility. When God gives man great privilege, as he gave Capernaum, and it is rejected, judgment will be very great, even with Sodom. Remember, Sodom had the privilege of beholding and negotiating with angels. Angels came to Sodom. And the first thing they did was they blinded them. It wasn't destruction at first. They blinded them, but still their lust for the, uh, for the angels was, oh, God, it was so that they were trying to find the doorknob so that they could get to the angels and have sex with them. When God gives man great privilege and it's rejected, judgment is very great. That should be alarming, soul-searching news for those of us who have lived in this country even though at the helm of this country, sometimes we get some crazy folk, But we still have great privilege in this country as compared to other countries. Whenever I go to Guyana, or whenever I go overseas, and I'm sure that you have too, and see the privileges that we have here versus what they have to deal with in other nations, we are truly blessed The problem is I have found that the greater praise comes from those who are without, than those who have a multitude of things. Okay, so let's move into the problem for the miracle. There was a certain nobleman, the scripture said, whose son was sick at Capernaum. Sickness was a problem for this miracle. We noted here that the, we note here the extent of the problem, the experiencing of the problem, and the effect of the problem. The extent of the problem is this: the son of the nobleman was sick, and the scripture says at the point of death. The nobleman's son was in serious condition; death was ready to take his life. But this made it a good case for Jesus Christ to show his power in this second miracle. This was a much more uh, uh, serious problem than needing wine at a wedding. We're talking death now. So many times in the Lord's miracles, the problem gets very serious before Christ works a miracle. But performing miracles under dire circumstances really exalts the great power of God. Christ often allows circumstances to become hopeless before he works. For the greater the problem, the greater the power is needed to solve the problem. And Christ delights in showing that he has the greatest power. Even with Lazarus, we're going to get to that further down the road. The Bible says that he could have gotten there days before he actually did. He could have gotten there while he was still alive. But a greater amount of power was needed to bring him back from death. The practice works in our lives also. Often, the only way we will learn and appreciate God's great power is for him to rescue us when our circumstances are the most difficult. I know everybody in this lesson has dealt with some dire difficult circumstances. And sometimes we wonder, why did it have to get all the way to this? but sometimes God will allow things to occur in our lives so that he can prove to you that nobody can do what he does. God's great power is for him to rescue us when circumstances are the most difficult. When our problems are overwhelming, Christ's power shines greatly. The experiencing of the problem. Both the noble and the young experience the problem in our text. The heart of the nobleman, his father, ate, but the body of his son ate. First, the nobleman experienced the problem. The word translated nobleman appears only in the Gospel of John in the New Testament. Translated from the Greek, it means a king's officer. So a nobleman in that day was someone who was on the king's staff. He therefore was a man of substance with an important position in government, but wealth and position does not exempt one from troubles. Silks and satins often cover heavy hearts. Remember that. All the gold and all of the jewelry and all of the things that we acquire often come with a price. Second, the young experience the problem. Young age is not exempt from problems either. Sickness and death visit the young. And we see this in this time, especially. What are we, 270,000 deaths since April? Young age is not exempt from problems. Many young have died, just as many of the older have died. Sickness and death visit the young as well as the old. Remember, the first man to die, in history was not a father, but was a son. The first man to die was Abel, who was the son of Adam. So death was experienced not by age, but by youth and impetulance. All of this says that every age needs Jesus and you need to be prepared for eternity. Regardless of your age, you need to be ready when the trump of God calls for you. The young need to prepare for eternity just as much as the old. Let's look at the effect of this problem. The effect of this problem wound up being a great blessing upon the nobleman's house. A wonderful change came to this nobleman and his house because of this problem. Sometimes problems can produce great faith. Problems can produce great blessings because of our faith in God. Our problems and our strife and our trouble can be transformed into great joy. The effect of this problem wound up being a great blessing. Because of this problem, John 4 and 3 states himself, the nobleman, believed in Christ and his whole house. And it was not because Jesus said anything or laid hands or or called demons out but what jesus did was said it is done it is done he didn't have to exemplify any uh mannerism he didn't have to uh, he didn't have to do anything physical but just tapping into this man's this noble man's faith, because he pressed the Lord for the miracle, which meant he believed that he could do it. Because of faith, each and every one of us are here by faith at some point. It was some point in your walk where all you had was faith. You did not have a commitment from a doctor. You did not have a miracle medication. You did not have a a miraculous surgery. You did not have any therapy there. But at one point, the only thing that you had was, God, I believe you. I believe you, in spite of what it looks like, in spite of the circumstance, in spite of the pain, in spite of the turmoil, in spite of my financial dilemma, in spite of what's going on with my children, I believe you. Sister Kim, look at your daughter. Your daughter, that miracle baby there, which we both had. I'm so glad I had the opportunity to observe her as a baby and to see Do you know that she is the direct, uh, oh, God, she is the direct manifestation of your faith? Because you have always believed God for her. That was one thing that you always had that I so admired. You had such faith that she would be able to do whatever she puts her mind to. And she is one of the most strong, she is one of the strongest young people that I know. But that started with you believing God. That started with you believing God. Sister Karen, you're here, you're walking by faith. The steps that you take are by faith. There, I, I don't hear any complaints coming out of your mouth. No, <laughs> <laughs> because you believe God. Absolutely. He has and created walk miracles in my and life. Glory to God. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. walk has allowed you to be seated in heavenly places. Mm-hmm. Not because of a miracle drug, not because of anything that someone has did to set you on a pace. But just because you decided. I'm going to believe God in spite of what it looks like. Amen. And all of us can reach into our lives and pull these stories out where we have had nothing but believing in God as the answer. So we can see this nobleman whose son is at the point of death. And he did not pursue. Even though he was a man of great substance and wealth, he did not, there's no evidence that he pursued medical science to come and make a difference. There's no evidence that he sought any soothsayer or or he sought any other type of remedy to deliver his son. He probably heard about the wedding. And if he can change water to wine, then maybe he can change sickness to wellness. And I believe him for it. Great faith, great faith provokes great things. Great faith provokes great things. I'm gonna end it on there tonight. I'm gonna end it on there tonight. But one of the things that we want to deal with in this particular miracle is the thing that we need for our greatest victory, and that's faith. For without faith, it is impossible to please him. Impossible to please him. But he that desires miracles must believe first that he is. He is the God of all miracles. He is the great I am. He is the Alpha and Omega. He is above and not beneath. I have to believe that he is and then that he is a rewarder. See, that's what the nobleman did. He pursued Christ. He pursued him for this miracle. He was not going to let go. Until the miracle was performed. it's almost Jesus said, said. Just to get rid of him almost. Your son is sick. He's well now. He's well. And then he verified. He verified the miracle. Because he found out. That the very hour that Jesus said it. That his son was healed. even though sometimes we may not see the full effect of our healing because healing in many times is a process. But our faith can trigger, our faith in God will trigger the movement of the miracle. The cancer will dry up and then the body will restore. But the miracle was the drying of the cancer. Once the cancer is dry, then gradually our bodies come back. So the miracle begins at the point of faith, tapping in to what God has already promised that He'd do. Any questions tonight? Any statements? All right, I'm going to leave y'all alone and let Kim finish crying. I'll be grateful to God for a God. Amen. Amen. I meant every word I said, Sister Kim. So proud of what the mother that you have been to that child. And I got the opportunity to see it for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Thanks.
0: Yes, you. Thank
1: you.
0: Mm, yes,
1: oh, God. Why are you going to stop me, sir? Okay. I'm going to go over this thing. <laughs> because I just want y'all to just pray, Master. Yes. I don't want to get, okay. Um, Okay.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. Right,
1: he's just a lot, sir. And, you know. I
0: understand. I understand. But the very faith that you have always used oh. is the key to every storm being ceased. Mm. Okay. You've already okay. seen it. You have already got I, I, a working formula. Yes. Continue to work the plan.
2: I like what you said about, that. and again, like you could be welcomed And
1: I, I took a note, I don't know what I did with it right now, but somewhere it said, and again, and to do it again.
0: Yes, yes. Yes, yes.
1: So, That's right.
0: We need yes. another again, another again in our lives. Do it another again. Thing, that's what said. I, I,
2: I'm writing mixed up with my notes here from work. I apologize, but um, that,
0: that's all right. That, listen, it's in your heart. Yes, <laughs> it's in your heart. Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm looking for another again, and I'm just thankful Amen. and trusting God in it. Amen. Amen. done, you know, because a lot of sickness is going on, and yes, you know. yes, yes. Now unto
0: okay. him that is able to do exceedingly and abundantly above all that we can ask or think. He is prepared to give you. Sometimes we just think to the point of our wellness. But God will move beyond our wellness into prosperity. Glory to God. He will move us into a wealthy place. Oh, glory to God. Thank you. And all we're thinking about is God, just get me here but he has the plans to get you all the way to the end of the road. And some things, you're going to leapfrog. You ain't going to have to go through. All right, I'm going to leave it. I'm going to leave it for y'all get me excited in here. I'm trying to hold my mule because Sunday, Sunday, Sunday when we go back in the house, God has given me a survivor's praise. Oh, glory to God. And we're going back in with a survivor's praise. Been through the storm. Been through the rain. And coming out on the other side, I've got a survivor's praise. All right. Don't make me preach it now, Tanidra. Praise God. Praise now. Get yeah. me excited, tear my living room up, and I'll have to get divorced. <laughs> <laughs> my sister, the niece ain't going to tolerate it. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I thank God for you. I thank God for you that were on tonight. Amen. Those who are not on tonight, they're not going to get this. Because we can't go back. Amen. We can only go forward. But for whatever God has in store for us, we believe him. Amen. For we believe him for it. Now, Father, we thank you, God, today. We thank you for these, your people. Thank you, not robbery, to yes. come into this session, God, with open minds and open hearts. Look upon them one by one, name by name, and need by need. Thank God, we know that you're able to do it. Even as we reviewed your word on tonight, we know that you're a God of miracles. We ask that you look upon your people right now, God. Dispatch with angels' wings the needs that your people have. God, we thank you in advance because we know that you're able and you're willing to do it. So we bless you and thank you in advance for the miracles that have already been dispatched on angels' wings. Now look upon us even as we separate from this cause. God, that we might dwell on your word, that we might dwell on your favor. And when we come back at the appointed time, we come back with the survivor's praise. We thank you in advance. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen.
1: Amen.